friends, thank you for tuning in to Intermittent Philosophy, the podcast where we are going to talk about all of the hard things that people don't want to talk about. I am going to open up some doors that maybe you wanted to close in your thoughts or your feelings. My mission, the legacy that I want to leave behind is to get people thinking, to get people feeling authentic and feeling fulfilled with their life. So hang out with me, Sammy Joe, as we get into this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. I am super excited to do today's podcast. I'm pretty sure I say that with every podcast, but it's good. If I wasn't excited to be doing it, then why the heck would I be doing it? Am I right or am I right? So like I said, super excited today to do this podcast. I want to share with you guys a really big learning lesson from my life. This is something that, you know, human emotions and and faults and problems, while we are all individual, there is really commonalities between us in our culture and our society. So if I was struggling with this, then I'm going to put my butt out there and assume that there are other people struggling with this as well. Just like everything else, when we have struggles, it can be less lonely. It can be more motivating and encouraging if we actually talk about it with people versus just shying away from wanting to share. So that's really what I'm going to be doing today on the episode. So the societal norm or limiting behavior or whatever you want to call it roadblock that I'm going to be diving into today is the principle that in western culture generally speaking we are taught to be very linear in our actions and our beliefs and in the way that we live our life and that can actually hold us back in some sense versus you know other cultures where they're a little bit more cyclical in their thinking. So when I say linear, what I mean by that is, you know, everything goes in a straight line, linear. So if you do one, two, three, then it's guaranteed to equal six, right? Like there's no ways around it. One, two, three. I'm pretty sure that that equals six uh, if my quick math is correct. So what does that look like in a practical application when it comes to me living my life? Textbook example of this, when you're a little kid, so usually I think it's five in Alberta, we start school, you go to, you know, you do your elementary school, junior high, high school, after you're done high school, if you want a quote unquote really good successful career, then you go to post-secondary education, whether it's college or university. So when you're there, at post-secondary school, you work your butt off because you have been told and you're, you know, really believing this concept that if you do good in school, you are guaranteed whatever job that is the top of the line in that industry. And for a lot of people, while we're in school or maybe slightly after your post-secondary education, A lot of the times what we're taught is essentially you're going to be on the hunt for your perfect mate, right? So you find your perfect partner, you get married, 
you have kids, you have this dream career, and then you can live happily ever after, right? So you got to do it very linear, all the steps in the right order, and then you're guaranteed for everything to work out perfectly. If you sit and think about what I just told you, you can see all the flaws in it, right? All the mistakes in it. Yet, for how many of us do we live our life according to this principle? I know that that's a huge influence on my life was trying to, you know, in my earlier life was trying to follow these steps. Because since I was little, these things were ingrained in me. A lot of it was conscious, but a lot of it was also subconscious, right? You just, you do the steps, you're guaranteed happiness. So in my life, I took these steps very, very literal. I went to school and then I decided, okay, you know what? Like, I like culture, I like the brain, I like behavior. Okay, I'm going to go to university and I'm going to study psychology. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to study really hard. I'm going to get my own psychology practice and everything is just going to be perfect. Oh, and also while I'm doing this, I will find my partner. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was younger, when I was, I think I was either in my first or second year studying psychology, I actually got engaged. This guy, he was my first real boyfriend, we'll call him. You know, sometimes in high school you have those boyfriends, but they're not like your real boyfriend. They're like your high school boyfriend. And I'm not talking about high school sweethearts where you turn out to be lifelong soulmates. That's not what I'm talking about. Those are not my experiences. So I'm studying psychology. I get my fiance. Life is supposed to be perfect. However, in realizing that when I got married, my life would change a lot in ways that it is supposed to and it's okay, you're doing this linear type living thing, it just, it wasn't sitting really well with me. I think that's the first time in my life that I started to realize, okay, this this linear way of living is great on paper, but it doesn't automatically equal feeling authentic or feeling fulfilled. So that engagement, it lasted a little while, but at the end of the day, just with the changes in my life that would have happened by being married, at the time, they just, they weren't for me, right? Like that's not what I wanted with my life. It didn't feel good in my, at that time, I thought it was stomach, but it was more like my soul, right? Something in my body was telling me, okay, no, this is not going to lead to your fulfillment. Maybe you shouldn't do this. Breaking off an engagement, if if you've ever done that before, you know the feeling, right? It's a really crappy feeling. Some people will be on your team, but for a lot of people, especially like back then, it was really a little bit unheard of, right? People would think, you know, this is the perfect life. Everything would be so awesome. Why would you just not do it? So there's a little bit of a stigma that actually made me feel bad, Almost like I wasn't normal or I was being selfish. Like what's wrong with me that I that I couldn't just do that, right? I couldn't follow through with the thing as a young female that I am supposed to do. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have babies. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't follow through. 
And another thing a lot of people don't know about me is that actually hit me pretty hard. And that negativity kind of led me down a negative path with myself and my self-talk and my belief. But whatever, I shook it off and I continued to study. And I think part of that negative belief in me too thought, okay, so this linear way that you've been living obviously didn't pan out that well. And you're not a very good adult because you can't even get married. So maybe we should reevaluate this whole psychology thing. Uh, Other things happened too, which kind of led to me being like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. So I took a little bit of a break from school and then I went down a little bit of a different path and that brought me to fitness. So I went back to school, starting studying fitness and once again, I got very linear in my thinking. So, okay, SJ, you're going to study fitness. You're going to study it real freaking well, get awesome marks and then you're going to start on the path to being really great in this industry. And that's what I did. I went to school, I finished, I sought out a job at at the time, and I'm not just being biased, but it really did feel like the, the best gym at the time in my city. So I was really proud of myself for getting a career there, right? For them believing in me and giving me that option. So okay, I did the school thing, I got my career. So what's next in the linear thinking? You don't just want to start your career, you want to climb up the ranks. I fell perfectly into that working at a more corporate gym where there was room for growth and management and that sort of thing. So I spent a few years um, really climbing my way up. My client list was full. I was having lots of fun. I really was loving working with the people because that's what I really feel like I meant to do is work with the people. And then I got to management. So once again, I did all the linear things. I was following the path. I did it really, really well. From the outside looking in, it would have seemed like I was super successful. You know, this girl's got it going on. And a lot of people would say that to me. But the thing that people weren't seeing was how I was feeling inside. I... Once again, I was missing that fulfillment and authenticity. I knew that I loved helping the people, but at at that particular establishment and in my position, I felt a little bit held back in being able to help people the way I wanted to. You know, it was pretty corporate. There was many rules, lots of hoops to jump around, and I didn't really feel like it was for the people. Once again, SJ, you're a manager. You have full clientele. Everything is awesome. How could you think bad? It's, uh, once again, I started to feel selfish. Like, what is wrong with me that this can't be enough? So I started to mask. I started to mask really heavily and I got really good at it to the point that nobody knew that I was depressed aside from my husband who would have to see me. All right, I got a new husband in there too. So, Follow that path, uh, got a husband who felt a lot more authentic to me, but also I think a huge part of that was I was being more authentic to myself, except for the fact that I wasn't in my work life because I was negative spiraling that you should feel like this is enough. What is wrong with you? You work so hard for this. Lots of people would want this. Just be happy. So once again, 
masking the hell out of that so that to the outside world looking in super happy yeah this is what you're supposed to do follow these paths life is great but inside I literally got to the point where I thought do you know what I I don't know that I will last another 10 years doing this let alone 30 or 40 years before you can quote unquote retire, right? When it's socially acceptable to retire. I thought this is draining my soul because I don't feel that sense of fulfillment that everybody has preached will come with life when you follow all of these steps. I got so bad that I actually went to my doctor and like... Any Hollywood movie that you've seen with that ugly cry, that's me in the doctor's office, ugly crying, pretty much pleading with him to assign me some type of prescription drug to just make me feel okay, right? I had such a bias that I could just, I could just go to the doctor, he will assign me some pharmaceutical and, you know, that will help me with this masking because I can't continue with this masking, And once again, I loved helping the people. So it was such a hard spot for me. And I assumed that going to the doctor, you know, there's a big stigma that doctors are lazy. They just want to assign things like drugs and they don't want to get to the deeper problems. So I was like, okay, this is a shoe in This is how I'm going to win at my life. And my doctor, who thank goodness didn't follow the stereotype, he refused to sign me any type of pharmaceutical. When I explained to him my situation, he understood that, okay, drugs are not going to help. Drugs are going to simply be a band-aid. But at the end of the day, I'm still not going to feel fulfilled. I'm still not going to feel like I'm being my authentic self. So why would he do that to me? And I even tried to like... I was so desperate in the state. I, I tried to almost threaten him. Like, okay, doctor so-and-so, if you're not going to do this for me, that's fine. It's all good. I'll go somewhere else where they will. And, you know, props to him for putting up with that really childish attitude of mine. He still wasn't going to give in. And he probably knew they were empty threats because, yeah, there was no way I was going to go do that. He's known me since I was a little kid. But I'm so thankful instead of assigning me any type of drugs, he told me that he would just really like for me to go talk to somebody with Alberta mental health. Um, When he gave me that note, I think that's when it was really my stepping stone where it's like, okay, SJ, you need to figure, you need to figure life out, right? Like this is not working. This was your last step. It didn't even work out, but you can't keep living like this. I I decided in that moment that I had two choices. I could either choose to not live like this, as in not be on this earth anymore. And I thought about it. I thought about it pretty long and hard. I'm not going to lie. Or I can choose to change something and do the scary thing of saying, F you society, you don't get to tell me what is authenticity or fulfillment. I don't have to follow your one, two, three equals six rules anymore. I can decide for myself because I followed it your way, but I didn't like the way that made me feel. 
obviously I chose the second choice, which I'm super, super thankful for. So that's my version, uh, and maybe this can ring true for some of you guys, of what linear living does. Don't get me wrong, I think that it's that believing in linear living can serve its purpose and that we should have steps to follow when it comes to certain things. However, the amount of emphasis and effort that we put into guaranteeing that if you do these steps, you will automatically feel fulfilled and authentic, I think that's a big BS fairy tale that our society tells us. And then you start to feel abnormal or weird or undeserved if that doesn't work for you. That sucks. That dark place that I got to is a huge reason why I am in the industry that I am now, why I love coaching, especially young women, is because we don't have to get to that place if we relearn how to trust ourselves and how to write our own stories versus letting stories be dictated to us about how our lives should be. In the East, a lot of societies, and once again, it's not all, this is a generalization, but there is a little bit more emphasis put into the cyclical nature of living, of life, of everything. And for me, realizing that was also really empowering to know. So cyclical, I want you guys to think of a circle. So linear was a straight line, cyclical is a circle, meaning there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, it's not guaranteed. So you're going to do some things and maybe you'll get the outcome that has been preached, but maybe you won't, but that's okay because everything comes back around. So when there's hard, you, you got to get through the hard and it's impossible to not have the hard. Hard happens to all of us. But if you think it's linear and it's always going to be hard, it's always going to be hard, that gets really freaking daunting. Versus if you're more cyclical and you're thinking, you know, okay, I got I to gotta weather this hard storm, but it's going to come back around to the good. And so that makes it easier for me to weather this storm is to know that. When it comes to authenticity and fulfillment, that is a lot more practical and it's a lot more optimistic than the linear thinking to know that it's okay to have bad it's okay to have negative but you also have to have the other stuff and you don't get stuck in one or the other it's all the same and if this sounds a little bit woo woo to you think about life in and of itself right we're born we live we die when we die something else is born it's all going back around it's a circle. Plants, anything in nature, the best fertilization for a plant is when another plant dies. So from death we get birth. I know that that sounds really philosophical and out there, but it is really motivating and encouraging when we're going through those times in our life, when we're trying to find our authenticity and fulfillment. So with this episode, I hope that I've gotten you to just stop and think, what are some roadblocks in your life? What are some things that you know are holding you back? And is it holding you back because you're very linear in your thinking? And if that's the case, how can you switch it to a little bit more of a cyclical type thinking where nothing's guaranteed, but the things that you do 
are things that you love doing knowing that there's no guarantee to them. Your job, your career that you have right now, if you never got paid a dollar for it, would you still do it? Living with a cyclical mindset is just doing things not because you are expecting a guaranteed outcome, but you're doing them because they feel good, they feel authentic. Like that that feeling in my stomach that I didn't like before uh, during my first engagement, we don't want that feeling, right? So feeling good in your stomach, in your soul, with everything you do, every choice you make, regardless of the outcome, That's going to be a lot more beneficial to you living a life of authenticity and fulfillment. Being more cyclical in your thinking. I know it's hard. It's super hard. It goes against a lot of the things that we are taught. But once again, if it's that linear, very like straight line type thinking that's holding you back, what do you have to lose by trying to be a little bit more cyclical in your thinking? And it doesn't have to be a complete 180. Maybe it's one thing that you can think of to just change. Or once again, maybe everything that you've talked about, you feel like it's garbage, it's crap, I don't know what I'm talking about, it's all good. But at least for one or two minutes out of your day, I got you back in control of your thinking and your thoughts. No longer were you autopiloting and just listening to agree. You were cho- you're choosing to engage in your thinking and come up with whatever your thoughts and feelings are on the subject. That is the whole purpose of this podcast. As always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I love comments, feedback, questions. You can always find me on Instagram at Lifestyle Rising. Also, I'm on Facebook, same name, Lifestyle Rising. Or if you want to send me an email, my email address is sj at lifestylerising.com. If you're interested in more articles or information on me and what I do, you can head on over to the website www.lifestylerising.com. Go enjoy the rest of your day and just think about some things. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Intermittent Philosophy. I'll be popping back with another episode soon. But in the meantime, please don't forget to keep thinking. Interrupt your everyday patterns. Yes, our life is busy, but there are always moments where we can reflect, we can grow, and we can appreciate. Gratitude is one of the best driving forces for growth and appreciation. So try to add a little bit of philosophy intermittently into every day.